Yo, what's up, theorites? Just a quick heads up, Dan accidentally recorded his webcam mic instead of his good mic. So he kind of sounds like a robot, but there's nothing we can do for this one. We'll be back to regular quality next week. Cheers. Ethiopian legends tell of the Queen of Sheba who bore a son to King Solomon, the famous prophet king of the Abrahamic religions. The legendary Solomon, who was known for his incredible wealth and deep wisdom, who reigned over the United Kingdom of Israel. At Jerusalem, he had constructed the first temple that would become the resting place of one of the most mysterious ancient relics of the Western world. It was from this sacred temple that nobles who accompanied Solomon's son, Menelik, from Ethiopia, and smuggled away the powerful reliquary. Within this golden container was supposed to lay the original tablets of law brought down from Mount Sinai by Moses himself, among other artifacts of the early Israelites. Many legends surround the whereabouts of this mystical relic, but also the powers attributed to it. Was it a weapon of some alien design, or perhaps a way to communicate with a higher power? This case file joined the theorists as they become your top men, I said top men, in discussing the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, hello there. I didn't see you. Welcome to Alien Theorist Theorizing, Case File 186, Aliens and the Ark of the Covenant. I'm Wine Drunk Brayden. <laughs> I'm Zell. I'm Hogarden Dan. Uh, and for the remainder of this podcast, I would like to be referred to as Indianapolis Jones. You got it, brother. Thank you. Hey, can you turn on your camera, Zell, so we can see what's going on? You can't see nobody. You can't, can't see, see shit. You can't, can't see, see nobody. Shit. There we go. There we go. Ooh. Ooh. Things just got sexier. Ooh, we're looking good tonight. Oh, oh, oh. Got four times as sexy. Braden's not so burnt this week. Yeah, yeah. Looking, looking better. Peel it off. Did you like just one one complete peel? Yeah, I got some good good flakes. Hopefully it doesn't. <laughs> hopefully we won't have so much animosity now because Andrew won't think I'm mad at him because of my rosy red face. <laughs> One thing I'm just being condescending the whole time. He's like, look at how ready he's so ready red. This guy is. Dude, I couldn't get over it. I got too much red raw PTSD. It's a fact of life. I'm sorry. Gotta live with it. Last week of the running challenge. Ooh. First off, I've had a I've had a big setback. I couldn't run today. I uh yesterday I was running in the rain, ran a 10K. I got about 7K in. Um, because I know the route. I know the route that I uh, run. Yep. And all of a sudden I have my, uh, my app set to remind me at one kilometer intervals. And I was just like, normally I don't hear them. I zone out. I'm listening to music and I'm just kind of zoned out. I don't even pay attention. But all of a sudden it was like, I was very aware that I was like, man, I haven't heard one in a while. <laughs> so I stopped and I looked and because I was wearing my rain jacket and it got wet on my watch and was on top of the watch, it actually stopped my workout and logged it. At 1.83 kilometers. Brutal. 
So I was like, oh, whatever. I'll just restart it. Start the run back up and start running. And for some reason, like that stop and then starting running again mid-run while I was fucking with the workout, I something just tightened in my Achilles tendon. Popped it. Uh, Holy so bad. Fuck, listen to this. Do you want some cheese with this wine here, Paul? It's, I feel like so you just... Were, dude, listen, you know you're not going to catch Dan, so you're throwing it in. It's well, all no, a fucking... No, 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 no you're tapping it out. No, I'll, be back, I'll be back tomorrow. Sure, um, okay. But that brings me back to the topic of Maester Daniel and his mystery runs. Oh, is, are we talking run gate? Yeah, run gate. Uh, release the runs. The release the <laughs> Maester's runs. As you, you, if you go to map my run and you look at the challenge, you'll notice Dan's ahead of the other theorists, which is fine. I have no problem with that. The only thing no, is, there's Zell no, is ahead of me by one point two. I'm, I'm leading there's, currently. There's no transparency going on right now because you can't see Dan's runs. So these mm. could all be fraudulently logged runs. You're saying manual enter is what you're saying here. Manually entered, sitting on the couch at home. So well, why don't you why don't you make it so that that's enabled or not like non-enabled? I could turn it on. I could turn so it on. So people can't they do this. Not Dan doesn't want people finding <laughs> where he lives. That's what he told us. Sure. But Dan also We're on a conspiracy podcast and you guys are having me run like a, a location tracking well, app. Listen, so far only one of us is getting fucking death threats, all right? So it's all you're going to be fine. This is Everything true. You'll be okay. Dude, the running challenge was going great. I was I would just make sure to keep up with Braden and Dan. I didn't want to get too far ahead or too far behind. And then something happened like five days ago where Braden ran an 8K, then Dan ran 10, and then every day now you have to run 10 or no, you're lost. Braden was the catalyst. Braden was, he said 8K. I was like, all right, I was holding back, but. I was, I was happy with my 5K a day. I was, that was perfect. And all of a sudden it just ramped up. Nope. And now Dan's running 10K every day, I, no matter what. Honestly, I wasn't having any problems either. I wasn't having any problems till the last run. And I'm, I took the day off. I rested lots of ice ibuprofen i think i'm gonna be back uh, oh dude you're gonna pop tomorrow. an achilles you're gonna hear that fucking no don't, don't <laughs> pop achilles. it's gonna your achilles tendon is gonna roll like the blinds just fucking oh, roll that's right the up, buddy. Worst. Oh. miserable dude yeah it's, i busted out 10k i'm like in my last 10k today i ran 10k today it was faster than the one before. dan is surprisingly oh, oh, was, was it faster wow would you run it in four minutes i bet how Which long did it take me? you to log it two seconds what didn't you fucking read the book? The turtle and the hare, fucking turtle wins. Dance turtle, turtle. I, just, I was holding back. I was just like, I, I warned you guys at the beginning of this. You guys begged me to join the running challenge. You said, Dan, you gotta do it. You gotta do it, Dan. I said, Hey guys, I get really competitive. And if you guys, you know, I liked your, yeah, I liked your quote it. on Discord where you said you can't. What would you say you can't? I said you can't do a rain dance and then complain about the hurricane. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That was good. I, I, when I saw that, I was like, fuck, that's a good. I was like, you know, fucking. We had a nice gentleman challenge going on, and then Braden did an 8K, and then Dan said, fuck you. And now I have to run every day for an hour and 15 minutes, no matter what, or I'm going to lose. That sounds awful. It is. Yeah. My sounds absolutely I'm going to be so back awful. at it tomorrow. I just, I needed the extra day. So this officially marks three days off. This is my third day off in the entire month. Not bad considering I had to take like two weeks off fucking last year. But only- honest to God, gauge it, go for a little light one, do a yog, something, start it slow. I'll do die. Not, dude, I'll you die do- out there. On the, I'll die on the trail. He's going to die on the trail. <laughs> before oh, I'll die I on should the trail. just do 5K twice a day. Here, Dan just like, if he dies, he dies. Dan has no sympathy for you. He doesn't care. He wants yeah, to win. He wants to blood. He dies. If he dies, he dies. They ask me what is best in life, and I say to see the other theorists 
crush before me and to hear <laughs> to the lamentations of their women within my wake. Yeah, that's oh. so great. Scorched mm-hmm. earth, man. Damn please for keeps. But anyways, it's been a good turnout. Um, good turnout, everyone. I mean, it's good fun. It, get active. Uh, it's it's really helped me kind of get back in the groove of uh, getting out and getting active again. So I'm thankful for that. And Definitely. it's always fun, you know, in the community, especially on Discord. Um, you know, and the subtle chirps on the fa- chirps on the Facebook group and stuff. Mm. It's good. It's a good time. Subtle. There's nothing subtle about that <laughs> fucking There's Facebook <laughs> group, man. Straight daggers. Straight daggers. Dude, right it's in the awful. Back. Anyways, the rain challenge will be over by next episode. So next episode, we'll have an update. We're going to be announcing Dan's official DQ. (laughs) (laughs) Stop. Is that what Dan gets when he wins? He gets a fucking DQ party cake or what? Yeah, Uh, yeah. he's going to get dairy. I'm just just happy. I want to crack. I was trying to crack top 10 and I'm pretty close. So Uh, I'm still I'm still pretty confident that I can crack top 10 but we'll I was see tr- i was trying to get to 100k and i'm i'm past it now so i'm, I'm content yeah i'm a past 100 i can't let dan win so now i have to run a million miles every day i had three goals my three goals were beat my last year um get over 100 and be top 10 i've done two of three i'm gonna make a, the best effort not to have my leg fall apart on me in these yeah. last five days take but, care of yourself out yeah. there i yeah. squatted 400 pounds the other day Got a bleeding nose to prove it. So, what is that? Twelve <laughs> plates? Pretty close. At least yeah, twelve. Pretty similar. All right. So tonight we're talking about um, mainly focusing on Ark of the Covenant, but uh, I wanted to get a little clickbait, clickbaity with the title. <laughs> Alien. Our name is already Alien Theorist. You wanted, you wanted to double up on the alien. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're talking about the mythical object. Uh, of great power and great mystery, no responsibility. responsibility. Yeah. No responsibility. Uh, this was the raw, This was the April uh, Ron Pond fan picked yep. on our Patreon. Yes. Uh, just so you know, there were th- there were three choices. Out of three choices, it was this one, Edgar Casey, and uh, we had cannibals, cannibals in the national parks. Yes, and which this we one, thought would we thought cannibals in national parks would be the clear winner. And yep. yet again, for another month, you all picked wrong. Troll. Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> Ark of the Covenant squeaked out at the end, probably like five votes. It was like again. four or five votes. It beat, it beat Cannibals. Again, so yeah. if it sucks, it's on you. You guys yeah, again, it has nothing to do with us. Don't. If we get anything less than fucking five stars on this, it's on you guys. You fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> this is us. your pick. This you is what it. you wanted. Yeah, you brought it on I'm yourself. It's, a good pick. it's a cool. It's a, still a great topic. Don't get us wrong. It's, it's, shit. Oh, it's awesome. It's, it's been <laughs> requested. Like it's not like I throw these things up there and I haven't been talking. No, about they're it. the highly requested ones. It is. Uh, it is an interesting topic, and there's an interesting discussion around it that we're going to get into. So where does it? Where does it start with the Ark? Where does this thing pop up? Where is it from? What is the Ark? So the Ark is a. I guess you call it a holy relic or artifact from the Hebrew Bible. And it is constructed by the Israelites while they were camping out in the Sinai desert, you know, for the 40 years after, right after they fled. So then, uh, so most of the information that we have, actually, pretty much all the information dan, dan, that we have dan, about the uh, dan, 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 dan. <laughs> the Ark of the Covenant is from dan, biblical dan, text. Dan, so descriptions within the Bible give us all the information about the, the physical construction of the Ark itself. 
Uh, it pretty much describes it of consisting of about five major parts. So you have the actual wooden box. It's like a wooden box. If you've seen Ark, Rangers of the Lost Ark, kind of picture that in your head. Just this minus some gold. <laughs> right. So it, it's kind of it's kind of like that. Uh, you have the wooden box itself. Uh, they give us the measurements. It is, is four feet by 2.5 by 2.5. It differs a little bit. Uh, I think they used cubits to describe they, they it, say as, it as, as a unit of measurement. They call it two and a half cubits in in length and one Which and a half a foot, in breadth right? and one and a half in, in height. A so, cubit right. is a foot? A cu- there was a many different cubits of the ancient age. But yeah. It depends. So like the measurements, the measurements kind of like it, depending on where you get it from, what where you pull your stuff from, it can vary within with within the acceptable margin of error. It's not like you're gonna be like one is the size of an SUV and then one is the size of the fucking your kid's toy toy chest or something, you know, it's our bread box. Um you had the lid that laid on top of the box. This was made entirely of gold, and the box itself was actually only plated with gold. Oh. So, so you why had an entire lid. This, why didn't we call this case file what's in the box? What's in the box? Wait, we still we know what's in the box. <laughs> so you have, a, you have this entire lid made of gold. Uh, with this, uh, the, the third component would probably be considered the pair of gold cherubim or sphinxes. The descriptions vary about what exactly the things that were, but there's these two figures that sit on top of the chest uh, on top of the lid. I'd always thought that the cherub, like when you, you refer to the cherub, that's uh, those little cute little angel babies. That's what yeah, I thought. Yeah, little Valentine's were. babies. Yeah. That's what I thought Little Valentine's too. babies. So when there's the like this couple of cute little cherubs on there yeah. pointing arrows at each other, I was like, no, there's not. No. There's some winged... I didn't, and then I did, when I heard that, I was like, oh, I didn't know that. that I guess cherub refers to a, a lot of different... Well, it's it's a type of angel, like cherubim yeah. or a type of angel. So it's just a regular kind of winged angel, cute I guess, baby as, as opposed to your giant angel, like your seraphim, which are like eyeballs with wings and rings of light around them and all the kinds of crazy shit. But uh, it, these two figures faced each other on top of the box, and then they would have their wings, uh, you know, out their back or from their arms, depends on, you know, different depictions of the arc, uh, would be touching uh, in the center of the lid. Not quite uh, touching. They were like, or there not was quite small, touching. small gap between. Maybe a small the gap. The best part about this is the basically like what Dan just read, like that's a word for word what is written about this. And it's like, if anybody, like, it's basically like they're inviting people to make duplicates of it. They're like, these are the exact same, you know, di- dimensions of this fucking arc. Do with it what you will. Right. Make as many of them as you want. <laughs> yeah. And it, so you had the box and the lid. Now the lid was understood within the biblical text to be considered God's throne. So the, the Jewish God at the time, Yahweh or whoever you want to say it. Yahweh. Um, and then you had the, the box itself was viewed as his footstool. Uh, the next component of the box would be the, the wooden poles, uh, which were inserted through four gold rings that were never removed. And now you only had the priestly tribe of Levi was permitted to lift and carry the ark. So you had these, these wooden poles that were put through there, and then you lift it up, much like a, a palanquin or something like that, Staves. and then they would carry it themselves. And then the fifth, the fifth and final feature that you would pretty much seeing there is what's inside the box so what's in the box Mm. um these the the, what's inside the box can be disputed a bit because it's not 100 sure but probably the most 
probable contents are kind of some of the things that are, are mentioned the most. You have the, the tablets of law. So you have the actual Ten Commandments. The, you'd have the stone tablets or the remains of the stone tablets that uh, Moses brought down from the the Mount from Mount Sinai when he was high and, on mushrooms or talking to bushes and shit. Acacia bush. bushes. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have a jar of the biblical manna. So the, the food that was sent down to the Israelites while they were wandering around the desert and had no food. Uh, you'd have a jar of that within, within the box itself. And then you also possibly have the actual rod of Aaron, who is Moses's, Moses's brother. brother. Yeah. And uh, the rod has all kinds of other properties in itself. I think there's, oh, there's weird. a bunch of stories He's walking around with his brother's rod in a fucking box it's kind of weird <laughs> yeah well, I was like, when i was like i was like first off like minus the dick jokes i'm like was this rod less than four feet like did they break it to get it in there or did they just get it in there perfectly at an angle like well it's not about the fucking length of the rod Braden. you know maybe it's a girthy rod that you can fucking use <laughs> yeah well, short yeah it's all good it's might not be big, but it sure is small. All right. What were those things that you? Yeah, what were those things you smite the devil with? What were those called? Again? Blasting, blasting sticker. Rod. The blasting, blasting rod. rod. It was the blast. That's, that's the, the uh, that dude. That's the original blasting rod. Probably. Yeah, maybe. The, maybe it's the, Aaron's the, rod. Dude, the grimoires inside the covenant. This is all making sense now. Holy fuck. So the, the Ark was considered pretty much the, the symbolic presence of Yahweh. So the Ark is within the Bible is is uh, connected to things like miracles and oracles. Uh, yeah. There, there, are, there are examples within the Bible, anecdotes about the, the Ark displaying powers or just displaying abilities that were you know either it was like the power of god channeled through it and then gave it powers to do things and we'll get that get into that in a in a second it's basically like believe it or not indiana jones raiders of the lost ark had it pretty right it pretty much works exactly like the nazis intended it to work that shit does in fact well, I melt mean, faces. Did a couple other things besides that but so, it also melts melt faces, faces. There's stories of like, you know, those monks going in and they'd be, they'd have to be tied off because they would fuck around with the box and die. Like they get zapped or die. And then they would say that anyone else who would go in to retrieve them would also suffer the same fate. So they had to wear a, uh, a rope around their waist because if something fucking happened to them, they would just pull drag your fucking corpse out of there. Yeah. So yeah, the Ark was considered an exceptionally holy relic. And when they were carrying it through the desert, the Israelites were known to build like a tent around it, or at least veil it from people. So the only persons who were supposed to lay eyes on it were like the priestly class. So you have the, the tribe of Levi and all them and like Aaron and all those guys, they were the only ones who were supposed to look at this because if anyone else looked at it, there was the uh, very high probability that they would be struck down uh, by God, God himself. Yeah, this the mobile tent was called what they call it, the tabernacle or tabernacle. It's, yeah, so the tabernacle, which is the still tabernacle. a thing, tabernacle. like that's the, the tabernacle is still a thing, and so it kind of the 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 it's construction the of the Canadians tabernacle. Mm. What? It's huge with the yeah. French Canadians. Mm. Well, it's like the holiest of holies. So it is the within a church, like most churches and like in synagogues, they have like a tabernacle. They have an area where it is like this is the place where you know, like the seat of God. And so that's where traditionally they would place the ark is somewhere in there. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, the ark was actually constructed by a single person or in the Bible, it is reported to have been created or constructed by a single person who was known as Bezalel. 
who was the son of Uri, son of Hur, who was given knowledge, and that's in the in the Bible, according to the Bible, he was given all the knowledge by God to construct this thing, and, and you know, God was telling Moses, you're going to pick this guy to, to build it, because I have put all the knowledge in his brain on how to build this thing. He knows. I thought the story was like Moses was told how to build it and he found that guy, but this guy that's yeah, that's what I was told. No, he was, yeah, that guy was giving the ability to build this to the, to the specifications that were given. So he's like, I have created this. And I think Moses was just like, you need to find this guy and then tell him what you want. And then he will build it because I've given him all the knowledge in his brain to build that. Was it that, or was he just the only one skilled at the time to do some woodworking? He's the only guy that Moses could find in the yellow pages. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like maybe he's the only guy out there. It's the only guy. We're, we only work weekends. He goes up Mount Sinai for the forty days, as goes the the story. He comes down with the the commandments and the knowledge of how to build the ark. He finds this one dude, and I mean, if you go by the description of how the ark is built, like sure, a wooden box, easy, but like to plate a wooden box in gold seems like I don't know how you like. I don't know how you plate, like how you get that much gold and plate it perfectly front and back. So it's, it seems like a pretty sophisticated technique. Well, there is a there is a bit of dispute as to whether there is only. Well, I don't know if you want to say it now, but there 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 might have been multiple arcs. Possible. You might have the actual arc. That can, well, you can have the one arc that control. It was one arc know. to rule them all. Well, it was basically a reliquary. You had the things like the original Ten Commandments and things like this, but you also had another one that is described in the Bible that is an ark that is a a much more humbly constructed one, basically made just of wood and then controlled like or contained like the broken pieces. There was was one found in King Tut's tomb as well. Well, like a fully, like almost meets the description, but the dimensions were a little bit off. Right. Um, There is a thing within Egyptian. Uh, ritual, like ritual that is called like a bark, called the bark. bark. And it is a, um, there, there have been some scholars that have uh, compared it or made parallels to the actual construction and the resemblance of the Israelite ark to this Egyptian, uh, this also this Egyptian relic or holy artifact that would, it was a tradition to build this thing. You would, you would pretty much um, carry it through towns it was kind of a big to do, and it very much resembles an ark. You would have these these creatures on top of it, which were sphinxes, or they just try they describe them as the pretty much not necessarily like the word they use for it is essentially means like figures that you put outside a doorway. Okay. So it didn't necessarily have to. It, it, usually, sphinxes were those kinds of things. You would put sphinxes outside an entrance or a doorway, and so the the Egyptian bark is sometimes. Um, considered like the prototype, or it may have been an influence on the construction of the Israelite Ark because it was so ubiquitous. It was probably one of the only um, Egyptian rituals, since most Egyptian rituals were were performed with in very high secrecy. Like nobody, nobody besides the priestly class would ever see the rituals. But this one was a uh, an exception that you would have this bark like paraded out through the cities at times, like during funerals or during festivals. And they would like act out certain stories from myth and legend. And they would have these, these barks carried out. And if you so they basically up, like an ancient Egyptian puppet show would come out of the fucking bark. I, yeah. Well, I mean, around it, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good use. Cool. The other thing is, the other thing that I found is like, 
a lot of like there was the discrepancy of the weight because some people said like if this thing was solid gold, like it's not uh, like the this or the lid, like the lid and stuff, it would weigh like something close to thirteen hundred pounds, which would be, not, be so heavy. If that were solid gold, like yeah. fuck, that thing would be. So there's, God, I think we'd be heavy. yeah, there's there's Poor lots guys of, would not be able to carry that. There's lots of hey, theories that like do the math and stuff. It's like that's like the lid was probably coated gold. Um, and it, you can, you can look up, there's tons of people, obviously the Ark of the Covenant's a, a huge topic, but there's lots of people who have done the math and they're like, well, based on it, most likely not being solid because they carried it, it would be coded and it would probably <laughs> weigh around, uh, to be able to carry it. They said it would probably be around 200 pounds. Well, you know, it's, like, you know coded. what the deal is, is they were told initially, like Moses was told, but he's like, Buddy, number one good price, I'll make it for you solid gold. You're going to love it, number one good price. For you today, Moses, number one, no problem, buddy, take care. Gives him the thing, not real gold. Not real Bullshit. gold. Yeah. Not, Got hustled, man. Probably not even real gold plating. No, probably not. <laughs> Fucking fool's gold. Fool's gold, yeah. So the Ark itself, uh, within the Bible, displays certain abilities uh it is a, a channeling of the power of god essentially to aid the israelites the israelites were known to carry this in the, the ark into battle at the fronts of their armies to you know to kind of display their their confidence that they were going to win they are with god god is with us and and you know help them well win that's their like victories. the walls of jericho right they the armies surrounded the walls of jericho Right. The when the, when the Israelites came out of the desert and they started shit. invading everybody because they're like, well, we're going to take back the land, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so when Joshua and them, that that's a very common story is where he's known that Joshua carried the ark, him and his armies carried the ark around the walls of Jericho. And then they yelled, break the walls down! <laughs> And then that down they came. Down they came. Uh, came no, but apparently the, the story goes that they all blew their horns and stuff, mm -hmm. and the walls crumbled, and they sacked the city. Right. Um, and you it know, killed like, everybody to a man, except for a prostitute and her family, who was known as the ancestor of Jesus. Um, but it's it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, you know. Um, when I look at that and I'm like, Hey, well, that's kind of strange that they have this thing that has this power. They blow these horns, you know, this is some game of Thrones shit, some mm. wall, the wall breaker. And they just destroy these walls. And then some people are like, well, no, it was just them. They were sitting outside. They were sacking the city. They were stuck inside and it was fortuitous enough that an earthquake came. And I'm like, well, mm. yeah, that's a good explanation, but that's not, that's, that's not the story that's told. The story well, is that well, they even, circled yeah. it and they blew the horns in unison. Even prior to that, like prior to them arriving in uh, or taking the Ark to Jericho or outside Jericho, they actually said that the Ark was allowed the the priests and them to carry the Ark through the River Jordan by actually parting the waters. Like it's not parting the Red Sea. It's not Moses level shit, but it's it was Still like they good. stopped the waters and they so made them calm enough seas, for them to go and travel across dry land to get across the river and then, you know, approach the walls of Jericho. Yeah, I mean, the walls of Jericho, it could be, like, taken out of context. Did all the walls fall, or did, like, was it a directed portion of the walls fall at the time? But whatever the th whatever the, the stories of the Ark are, like, to stop water and to knock down hey, walls, like, we gotta... Even if you got this fucking magic box that takes out one wall, that's pretty goddamn impressive. Damn right. Con fucking rock walls, this comes crumbling down. 
Oh man, it's the perfect ploy though. Even if it broke a brick on that wall, I'm still impressed. Yeah. Could you imagine though? Like, listen, like we got this box, man. We got this fucking box and you don't want nothing to do with this box. It's scary as fuck. It's melting Nazi faces. It's breaking down walls. And these guys on top of the wall are like, I don't know, man. Do you think there's anything in that box? And he's like, you want us to open it? You want us to open the fucking box? No, man, it's cool. You win. (laughs) Come on in. Come on. This is yours. In. Well, then they're like, yeah, sure. Open your dumb box. And they open it and your walls of your fortress just come shattering down. Or you just fucking, fucking run to the next city holes. that you can fucking con into letting you take them over with your empty box. One of the other stories that are anecdotes from the Bible uh, that give lends, you know, the, the, the ark, it's sense of danger and whatever is that the ark was actually captured at one point by the philistines like after uh like two consecutive defeats uh the israelites a costly defeat like the second one they lost like thirty thousand men according to the bible and uh they the philistines were able to capture the ark and they actually like took it to one the couple of their cities one of the cities that was unfortunate enough to receive the ark was ashdod and ashdod while they held the ark there for, I think it's, it's a couple, like more than a couple of days, like multiple things happened there. The first one was that where they put it, they put the ark within the temple of one of their gods, Dagon, which was a popular uh, a deity at the time. And then when they came in like the next day, they found the statue and reports kind of vary about exactly what happened, but the, the figure of Dagon had fallen prostrate before the Ark itself. And it had either, it was either there on the ground in front of the Ark or some other stories say that it was broken into pieces or decapitated. Mm. Then while the Ark remained within the city, there was reports or there is, you know, legend says that the, you know, uh, people, the populace of the city were afflicted with various boils. diseases and tumors and boils and all this stuff. So that's it's another kind of thing. Biblical like, shit, man. It's radioactive. <laughs> biblical shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all, that's what I was thinking too. I'm like, a lot of this stuff, I'm like, you know, if you look at it, I'm like, this sounds like these people are fucking dealing with something that's highly radioactive. Yeah, I know it's not did. stable. Maybe it's not yeah. stable, whatever it is. They've they've traveled forward in time to the fucking Coquitlam fucking Skytrain station and scraped that shit off the wall that Braden <laughs> shot out of his ass, put it in the box, and went back into time to take over the world. Yeah, probably. Well, what what were the if the commandments are inside the box? What were the did fucking God give Moses like some radioactive bricks? And this, this is all some like nuclear device. They're made out of uranium. Like what? Pure, Those pure. things would be super heavy too if they're made of solid hey. uranium. Isn't there proof of like ancient nuclear reactors? Well, there's the stuff in India that they they say it might be like they're like these crazy bunkers that are really old, and they there's some parts that they think that's like it looks like melted glass, which can only be from like meteor impact or atomic bomb. I've never really looked. I've never looked a lot into it. I mean, but there is there is rumors of like ancient nuclear stuff because they. Well, the, what the guy who made the atomic bomb, um, he quoted the the ancient uh, Indian text, Vedic text. Talking about Oppenheimer. Like, yeah, I am death, destroyer of worlds. Is like he, right. he said. He's like, I'm the first person to develop this technology in modern times. Is as goes his quote at least. So all of this lends this this arc that is like it. It kind of says like, well, yeah, this thing was pretty powerful or it did something. So the other thing it said, it acted like an oracle. So it was this, it, it was understood that the, the Ark represented the 
covenant of the Israelites with their God. So right. with God. Um, and this is, this is the same God as Christian God, essentially. And, you know, any of the Abrahamic religions, uh, you know, Muslim and, and same God, uh, different story. Yeah. And so like their, their whole, here's a whole bunch of covenants. Like it always, it always gets me with like, this was their covenant with God. I was like, what circumcision wasn't enough. Like that's covenant with God too. Like, what do we need another one for? This one's made of gold, Dan. <laughs> oh man. Um, that's what was so in the yeah. box. Oh, just a box of foreskins. Box I already told the story about David. I already told the story about David and the 200 foreskins. I already told that story. When do you tell that story? The Bible's nuts. There's a lot of crazy stories in the Bible. Definitely. A lot of crazy shit in the just Bible, man. Absolutely like, nuts. Like there, there are a hundred stories. There's not a hundred. There's probably like 50 more stories that are more crazy than the Ark of the Covenant in the actual Bible. And they are mm-hmm. all fucking crazy. A lot of death and murder also. Oh, yeah. Tons of it. Dude, the Old Testament doesn't fuck around. They do not like, fuck <laughs> around. Uh, but so like the Ark is... New, New Testament bullshit. <laughs> It's all um, the Philistines, after you know, all the people started coming down with all these tumors and boils and you know, Egyptian plague shit, seven plagues of Egypt shit. Uh, they returned the or reportedly returned the ark back to the Israelites, and the Israelites ended up the the, the reported final resting place or the final place that we know that the ark was placed um, was within the temple of Solomon. So Solomon built the temple when he became king. And then during his reign from 970 to 930 BC, that's where the Ark uh, had pretty much been there. Like for at least probably about 400 years, or at least that's what, that's what's so most understood. Babylonians came a knocking. Right. And then the Ark is said to have vanished when Nebuchadnezzar II came and sacked uh, the city and the Babylonians conquered Jerusalem in 587 BC. And that's pretty much where you have the end of people talking about the earth. The Even ark. during that, there was no mention of the ark during that right. entire battle. Nothing. There was no, ma- like, wouldn't you think they're like, we boys, we've got to dust off this fucking ark. Like this is the original can of whoop ass. we got a box <laughs> of whoop ass right fucking here. Well, Let's maybe crack that shit open. Maybe you didn't remember it, like, but maybe the actual, like, maybe there's a certain way to use it. Right. And that's been lost. Yeah, right? don't just look like at you know, it. people put it in front of them, they look at it, they die. <laughs> but <laughs> they don't it. know. But so they but but maybe that's the thing though. Like maybe like if used incorrectly, this tool, the, this weapon oh that can be pointed, it, it, you can you called fuck it. yourself up, right? Well, so you like, called it. There somebody was like, Go get the fucking box, go get the ark now. And they kept sending you guys and they walk in, they die. Zap. Yeah, they they look at it just <laughs> And like, where the fuck? Where's where's Malachi? And he's like, I don't know. Go check on him. And then he's like, goes down. He's like, where's just keep sending people in there. Fucking HUS. Just this drop of guys. Dead bodies. Like, fucking yeah, the Babylonians get inside. They're like, why is there a pile of like 800 bodies here? They didn't like, even have to do anything. They just fucking hop the fence and everybody's to dead. To me, I'm like, to me, I'm. This, that kind of makes sense to me. Like, if you, if you look at it this way, that this was some sort of weapon that could be used. That it was it was sealed away because they're like you know what if this is this is a power that we shouldn't wield maybe that's what happened someone was like this is a power we shouldn't wield we don't quite understand it and they sealed it away and whatever knowledge they have of how to use it correctly or safely you know over a course of a, you know especially a hundred years back then and stuff 
got lost. So it's like they knew they had something. They knew it was powerful, but they didn't know how to use it anymore. Right. And so that's why you don't hear it in, in these in these texts because the newer ones. it just sat, right? It sat I, it's, it's gathered dust. It's a good point because at what point, like this is gonna make me sound like an idiot, but I do that on a fucking podcast basis. So yeah. Um like what were their means of fucking pr- like obviously this is fucking ages and ages before any type of printing press or anything like that so like how could they pass down this information they're still writing shit on stone tablets like fuck right so maybe the, you know maybe that information does die with a certain amount of people and there's no way of keeping up with it oh, e- even with you could take that same scenario and like bring it to modern days the, the people who create phones and stuff just like disappeared and in a hundred years, you came back, you'd have this phone. You could turn, maybe, maybe you could turn it on or something, but you would have no idea. I mean, obviously yeah. it's not going to like explode in your hands or kill you instantly. Like maybe the Ark did, but like whoever, whoever develops it, even if they wrote it down and you could read it, you would, it would take forever to like reverse or like relearn how to build it or what it does. Um, there's, there's more in the Ark, but the beers are empty. Got to take a quick <laughs> refill. And uh, we'll get to and some, theor- some let's theories. Let's get into how the Zeta Reticuli dropped it off. Yep. <laughs> Pass it down. <laughs> gave Moses some magic DMT and all the yeah. good other good stuff. All right. We'll be right back. Boom. We're full. We're back. Back. Drinks, drinks in hand. That kind of thing. I'm like, it, I'm like four or five deep. You know, it's because it's, it's a Sunday. You know, we usually record on Mondays. A little Sunday fun day. Everyone's Man. got a couple drinks. Having, I've got three quarters of a bottle of wine down. I'm. I know. It's probably. Like, I'm probably like three whole gardens and that's like so nasty. On my second. What do you mean? Truly. Ugh. Gonna feel like ass in the morning. Yeah, I'm you'll, classy. You'll, yeah, dude, you'll be fine. Okay, Put so we, pinky out then. So we have a. We have what what the co- Ark of the Covenant was. Some quick theories on what where what it is or what it di- what it did, like the powers it had. And now, I mean, obviously, this thing's never been truly found. Like it's right. you can't go. It visit pretty it. much boils down to, to go? we never found it. We don't know where it is. Where did it go? Where to go? Not only that, but we don't even fucking know if it was real. If it was an actual thing, it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. <laughs> oh, so it's real. <laughs> Do not hear us say that it was in the Bible. That is real. Touche. It's in there. Samson killed 500 guys with the jawbone of an ass. I mean, that happened. What, that what if it's real. a metaphor? Well, the power be. within. Uh, so there are a, a few, loca- oh, more than a few actually, locations that people believe or that some people who are hunt, you know, relic hunters, whatever you want to call them, Indiana Jones, those kinds of people, uh, think that the Ark could have possibly been uh, smuggled away to. There, there are some legends that report that perhaps there were some priests within the temple that, you know, were able to smuggle out a number of treasures, which included the Ark outside of the temple before the Babylonians were able to sack the temple completely or destroy it. And some of them are probably more probable than the others. Um, But in the end, you're just kind of like, nobody really knows where it is. There have been multiple expeditions that have been set out to to go find this thing. Uh, One of my favorites was, I I sent it to the the guys earlier, Mm -hmm. was the the, the Parker Parker. Expedition. (laughs) 
the Parker Expedition in the early 1900s, where it was a uh, Montague Parker. Uh, pretty much got a bunch of uh, rich what a guys. Name. Yeah, what got a, a bunch of rich guys name. together from Europe, uh, from all across Europe, Montague. and went to the the Temple Mount, where is the this is the place where most people believe that was the site, the original site of the Temple of Solomon. And they had started excavating. But the best part was is that they excavated around the area because this site, you even back in the early 1900s, no. is the holiest, is one of the holiest sites to at least two of the two major you know, two, religions. Like the yeah, two site major religions. Constantly in battle for Contested us, all the time. At all times. Yep. It's no holds barred all times. And, and so they started digging around the Temple Mount. Uh, Montague got frustrated at some point. They weren't really making the progress that he believed that they should be making. He was 100% sure that the Ark was here because he was going off the information of two mystics from <laughs> from Europe that told him that it was here. They couldn't accompany, accompany him uh, on the on the expedition because they believed it would be too dangerous, but they told him that 100% that it is here. And don't out. they share one eye? Just probably. <laughs> <eye on. laughs> Pass it back and forth. Yeah. And the, uh, so Montague Parker, uh, he got tired of digging around, you know, uh, beating around the bush. And he decided to bribe or was it the governor of the, <laughs> Jerusalem at the time and allow which would allow him to excavate within the Temple Mount itself, like under the dome of the rock, like, like under the directly under the dome. And what I'm picturing in my head from this is that it is, it is last crusade shit. This is Indiana Jones, the last crusade shit. You've got him sitting there like banging on the floor and they're just like digging through the floor until somebody actually came in, like a, a, a worshiper, random person came in and was like, the fuck? you people aren't supposed to be here. What and the they were fuck? all dressed like Muslims. They were all dressed in, in like cust- you know, customary garb. Parker and the gang then- were all dressed up like that? Yeah, they were all dressed up like they were supposed to be there, but they're digging through the floor. They're like, you're not supposed to be doing that. And then pretty much through the entire city into a fucking riot. Like they had to run out of the city. They had to sneak out of the city or probably get torn to pieces. And it's just like, what the fuck? They're going to get straight murdered. So they they so, bri- bribed whoever they had to, had to bribe to get in there and just started chipping away. And then ev- everyone else is like, hey. Who, 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 what are you guys doing here? Yeah, <laughs> what are you doing? Chased them out, and they're all dre- and they're all dressed like you know, dressed like Muslims and you know, like a stop. No, 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 it's all itself. good, man. I fucking slipped Mustafa a twenty bill. Don't worry about it. It's cool. We're all good here. Um, so one of the places that they still think that it's there, there are still some people who believe that it is underneath the Temple of Solomon, the Temple Mount, at uh, somewhere in there. Uh, I know the people associated with the with the Knights Templar. The Templar had their original headquarters there, so that's one of the theories that perhaps it was there. They found it during their excavations. Another theory is that it is located in Qumran, it's another city, and um, this comes from the actually one of the more recent discoveries that there was a treatise found that resembled this uh, metallic copper scroll that is part of the dead sea scrolls and this was actually found uh in qumran the city itself which is on the west bank and the copper scroll actually talks about hidden treasures that were taken from uh you know from 
you know, it talks about hidden treasure essentially, just the, of the Israelites, but not some some scholars say that it doesn't necessarily mention anything taken from Solomon's temple. Uh, but the the treatise uh, that has been translated, I think it was like 2014, uh, which they call the Treatise of Vessels. It says that these treasures were concealed by a number of Levites and prophets. And this study of the treatise is is still ongoing, I believe. So it's been going on for several years. And they still find discoveries within this translation that um, give us a little bit more picture of what was going on during that time, that this had probably been um, actually translated. Like this actual text itself had probably been translated multiple times in through multiple languages and even up to as early as the you know probably like the 1900s something like that it was still being translated by oh, uh, religious scholars and things like that i think they had the um they found a copy in the mid 20th century uh that had actually been discovered and it was actually recorded in beirut lebanon uh oh, and and it was at the end of, the of a greats. series of inscribed plates that uh, had a, like a complete record of the book of Ezekiel. Mm. So that's one of the things I, there's at least one, I think treasure hunter, I saw in the history channel believes that it is there. There's some, there, there are a number of like hills that surround the, the, the city or the location of Qumran. And that he believes that the, within these hills, there are caves. And he believes that within these caves, there's the hidden treasures of the Israelites that they had smuggled out of well, uh, Jerusalem. How- it, there was also like, you know, from what I was reading, there was like a, there's some theories, some theories that maybe it, the Ark was handed over to the Knights Templar mm. and that they had traveled with it and hidden it in North America and a certain island made of oak. <laughs> made of oak that they keep, well, season 11, we With still the island is made it. of oak? <laughs> yeah. The whole island is made of oak okay. from what I hear. Yeah. My how can it how can it be there when we definitively know that it's in Aksum in fucking Ethiopia? We know this. They're telling Ethiopia. us. They're fucking telling us it's here. I I one hundred percent know that people when they think about Christianity, like Orthodox Christianity, Ethiopia does not come up in your head, but it no, should. It doesn't. No, it never. I never. I never they, even heard about that. They say like the, they're claiming that the Cathedral of Saint Mary of Zion in Aksum that the fucking actual arc is there, but they won't let anybody look at it. And it's guarded at all times. There's a legend that the Queen of Sheba, who was one of the first rulers of Ethiopia, had actually traveled to Jerusalem to partake in the wisdom of King Solomon. So, you know, get that good Solomon. Get some of that Aaron's rod is what we're saying. (laughs) So all this shit is super boring. So what is the box? What is it? What is it? What? Well, what is it? Let's get into some theories of what it is. What are we talking about? We're just we just we're talking about where it could be. These people are saying that they Who have cares? it. I don't care where oh. it is. I want to know what it, what it do. No, you know what? You're totally skipping everything because we actually, I, you know, I was making a joke. It's probably not in Ethiopia. You know where it is. Where is it? It's in a warehouse in Washington, D.C. It's, it's being studied by top men. Top men. <laughs> the Nazis discovered it prior to World War II. Yep. An American archaeologist took it fucking back. Then he lost it again to the Nazis. The Nazis tried to fucking open it. Dun, dun, dun. Right, they tried to open it on an island near Cyprus. We know this already, Jim. There's a documentary. We saw it. Indiana, it was called right. Indiana Jones. Yeah. Me being his fourth cousin, 
Twice removed. At Indianapolis least twice. Jones. I know these things. Indianapolis yeah. Jones. I am Indianapolis Jones. Um, Case is over. There's nothing more to talk about. It's over. We just, just cracked it. Done. So you're saying you're, you're you know exactly where the, where the I'm in the where know the, where the ark is. Yeah. Except you it's can't an ancient you Jones can't, family secret. You can't figure out how to work it because uh, you're. Ability with technology. I can't look at it. What do you want from me? I don't want to look at Your it. Your ability with technology is subpar. So Andrew is not of the tribe of Levi. So yeah, I'm not wearing Levi. That, I, don't I don't have my Levi's Levi's on right yeah. now. They're upstairs. Got to put those on first. You're the tribe of Levi. You're wearing Levi's 100 yeah. all the time. Head to toe. It's true. I like it. It's an ancient priestly garb. Levi's. Yeah, everybody knows it. At least around Canada. Jean yeah. tuxedo. Um, let's get into like, let's get into what we think the box it potentially is or what it could do. Well, if you go with some of the theories of it was like a, like a, it can be a weapon. And like, so if the wrong people went into the, the tent and touched it, they're pretty much vaporized. The theory, one of the most popular theories that floats out there is that if you read the description of how God said it was supposed to be built, so you had a, Acacia wood box, like a full box of wood. And wood's a very good insulator, as long as it's dried correctly. And then coated in gold on the outside and on the inside. And then with the solid gold, gold top with the two... Gold, gold cherubs. The, the gold cherubs on top. The gold Valentine's babies. So a lot of... I mean, if you just go from, <laughs> from the description, it's described... It kind of it resembles a capacitor. Right, so like a high, not a not not necessarily a battery, but there's a thing called a flux it? capacitor. Well, no, I mean, just a capacitor, just a regular capacitor. Okay. Just a okay, regular okay, capacitor. Okay. <laughs> just check it. But there, and so there's something called a Leyden jar, which is like you can make it out of like a plastic or glass bottle uh, with some tin foil wrapped around it and a tin foil ball on the top. You can like rub like a plastic stick and create like a static charge, and you can actually create like you can create electricity, electricity like DC current, like. So the theory is that the covenant, Ark of the Covenant, could have been a capacitor, like a high capa like a high voltage capacitor, is what they say. So they have the gold, then like you know a negative charge on the outside or a positive on the inside, and the two cherubs are connected to each of them, and in the center. So between the wings, they call it. Uh, what did they call that little space? I fucking wrote that down here somewhere. Someone jump in here for a second. I gotta find it because this, this was part All of right. it. All right. So, well, speaking of the capacitor, there was a there's a documentary called "The Truth Behind the Ark of the Covenant," which I fucking love. Uh, I love because it has some Canadian ties. Um, they have this this woman wants to create a you know scale model replica, exactly how it would have been built to the exact same specifications, and they want to fire it up to see what it does. Um, so, with the assistance of scientist uh, John Hutchinson of the Hutchinson effect fame and uh, a Canadian cabinet maker in Vancouver. Uh, <laughs> they set out to make a scale model of the Ark of the Covenant. So it's, it's, it's great because their thing too, they, they believe it was a capacitor and it was charged up through the desert collecting charge. So they want to prove that they can make this thing. So the whole documentary splits between the time of this woman in the Middle East searching for clues and interviewing people about the Ark 
and John and this carpenter building the ark. And they're building it. They get all the wood and the acacia wood, and they're building it to the exact specifications, the exact measurements. It looks really good. And the whole time they keep preaching that this is going to be an exact copy. And the second it gets time for, you know, they got to start laying the gold. They go, well, listen, this would cost millions of dollars to cover in gold. And like, it's just ridiculous. Like it's just a ridiculous amount of gold. So we can use any metal because we can use any metal that's a conductor to make it. So then they start, then they start lining it with copper (laughs) and they may, they add wires and copper and they add wires to the, the sheriffs and then they hook those wires and the copper up to like a Tesla coil and a battery and they run some super fucking high voltage through it. The fucking thing basically lights on fire. The sheriffs are arcing because they're wall wired up. They explode into fire. John Hutchinson's like, we did we did it. Woo. We did voltage. He keeps going voltage, baby voltage. Voltage. <laughs> uh, they turn it off. And he takes one of the sheriffs that's all melted and destroyed and he's looking at it and he goes, he's looking and he goes like, you know, this just proves it. He goes, you know, the amount of voltage that would have had to go through this thing to cause this damage. And I'm like, yes, the exact amount of voltage you put through it is the amount. Of, and like they were six car if, batteries that you they were, they were acting the as if this was some sort of scientific breakthrough. And I was like. But you didn't follow the specifications. You didn't build a replica. You just made an electrical box like that was super conductive and hooked it up to electricity. Like you, we, you didn't need to do this to prove that. We all knew this. You didn't we make a capacitor. You, you didn't make the capacitor. You, <laughs> you just made the yeah, batteries. <laughs> if you told us that in theory, what you were going to do, everyone would go, "Oh yeah, that's hundred percent going to work." Like you're going to get something out of that. Like that's how electricity works. And then just looking go- at the charred fucking Valentine's baby. 1.21 gigawatts, just like we thought. Perfect. <laughs> We're going to do the calculations of how long it would take for one man to kill 500 people with a job out of an ass. But instead of 500 people, we're going to use one person. And a machine. And we're going to use a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> it works. Hey, oh, my God. We the Bible is right. It proves everything. God. We're geniuses. I'm a scientist. <laughs> my name is John Hutchinson and I'm a scientist which it sucks because uh, he actually the Hutchinson effect is really it's cool. cool like it's like you can he pretty much fuses wood and metal together or plastic and metal like a whole bunch of crazy stuff that or like floats bowling balls and like he was doing some cool stuff for him to so it just you know it's let me say this documentary is a dark point for him it's not, it's not, as it's not a good look on him. He's wearing like a jean jacket and a headband. Half the time he's like holding like some weird staff hiding in the shadows while he's talking. It's, it's tough. What are you talking about? He's doing the Springsteen? Man. How's this a bad look? That's a great look. Springsteen? Fuck. Not many people. No, he's wearing, yeah, he's wearing the jean jacket. He's wearing the traditional He's got the Levi's, Levi's on. Yeah, he's got the he's traditional Levi's garb. Like, what, what do you want from this guy? Brady? You don't want to die looking at that art. Wear the- Sorry that you don't understand um, science, buddy. That's fucking science. Boom. Okay, so so back to the capacitor of it, it being described as a capacitor. So you have the the two plates of gold, the insulating wood. You have the two cherubs with their wings, and in the middle, it's actually, it was called the like the mercy seat or like the seat of God, like where that's where you would see God. I guess goes through the story. So like, it's because you died. <laughs> it's died if your finger went between the arc. The last the last thing you seen was the spark of the charged static particles <laughs> erupting from between these 
the cherubs wings. There's like, there's like no way. Like I cannot believe uh, it is really hard for me to be like that. You could produce enough charge to be like this. What, this is it. What, that's well. That's what, what I'm saying though. Is like a Leyden jar, scaled up Leyden jar. If you at, all you have to, the only the way you charge the Leyden jar, which is like a what they think this the arc was, is you rub like a plastic stick against it, and you like you you are putting in the force to like charge. To, to charge this device. So they're right. saying so that, they don't, they don't have plastic sticks though. Right. So you'd have to no, what, what would so, they use? Yeah, but they've, they've got, what's his name's fucking lightning rod or whatever in the box. Aaron's it's probably fucking rod. Aaron's Aaron's rod. rod to no, fucking charge it. Well, I mean, you have that, but we I, talk, it's not that big, but it's fucking girthy. So Frederick Rogers was the Dean of the department of engineering at the Lewis Institute of technology. So this is from, from 1933. This is where you find this story. And he was, he, he dove deep into it. he, he took the description. He made like small replicas of like Leyden jars. And he's saying that the act of carrying this device through the desert, if the conditions were were right, like the charge, but what do you call it? He called it a, a difference of potential exists. And this is his quote, difference of potential exists between the earth and the air, which may be collected in electrical charges under certain favorable conditions. So what he's saying is the act of them marching it around would actually charge this device up. And because a lot of times you hear the stories of like, they had to wear those like protective gear. We talked about it might be yeah, radioactive. Yeah, that covers their nuts and f- chest and neck. But just like a, like if I, like a Tesla coil, if you wear like a chain mail, the current, if you touch like the Tesla coil, the current goes out around it and down and not like through your insides and fries you. So his theory was that like, this was a high capacity capacitor, like a high voltage capacitor the thing for me, it was like, okay, so you charge up all this energy. How do you use it besides like a bolt? So I could see if you march it around the walls of Jericho for seven days and you somehow can direct the energy out of it, maybe, but I just couldn't find like how, like you charge it all up and then you arced it. Like if you touched it, it would arc, but I don't know how you would propel the energy forward. Maybe the, what I if guess you, maybe human the Human chain of yeah, sacrifices. how would you direct it? Human uh, chain of you... sacrifices. Right? That's Everyone's holding hands around the wall and then one person touches the arc. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe it had something to do with the rod or something. But I mean, that's just one, that's the main, that's the theory of like, it is described as a capacitor. It's just like how that capacitor translates to like parting rivers and blowing down walls and stuff. See, I couldn't get, I couldn't find how it connects. I, and see, I think... I start to think that those might be just fables, like those part of the stories. Yeah, wild they um, <laughs> Fables, eh? Fables, uh, you say? Those are really parts of the fables, but the walls coming down, that's No, that's no, real. no. What I believe is that people were dying. People, the part of it that I believe is that when people were interacting with the box, they were dying and they didn't know why. They get melted. And I, I, I believe it had something to do with whatever was inside or the box itself or wherever they got it contained uh like something that was radioactive like something highly radioactive and you know the instructions to make the box if it was gold or whatever or what it in fact was who knows we we don't know where it is we just have these these stories about it was to contain the radioactivity but you need and, like, way that's more what was passed down by like when and you know when we think of you know god and stuff i i believe that this was an extraterrestrial like giving them some some advice would be like, like if a whole town's like dying and there's just radioactive and he's like, yo, Moses, like 
you got to put this thing in this box and this is how you build this box and it'll contain that shit for you. You know, and that makes more sense to me because if like, as opposed to the actual like biblical meanings for this box, it's like, okay, like this box is a gift from God and it's supposed to protect this and it's going to help you. But don't you fucking look at it. Don't you look at it because you're going to fucking die. Don't touch it. Well, that's like the thing. That, you know, if like, you lift, kind of, like if you lift the lid, right? If you think about, oh, you dude, know, you don't have to lift the lid. You just have to look at it and you die. Yeah. If you weren't the high, you weren't the right member of. You weren't wearing Levi's. You're fucking <laughs> dead. You're dead. That's it. Well, if you think about the story that, I mean, he went up the mountain to talk to God. The story of like, okay, what's God? God's being not from this world, not from here, not from this plane. He's an alien. Well, that's what I. That's he's what a I goddamn yeah. alien. Regardless of who you call God or who your God is, he's not from this world. So therefore, he's extraterrestrial. So what makes Moses so special? He, right place, right time, descendant. baby. Descendant. He's a descendant. He talks to bushes. Descendant of? Aliens. Yeah, and, yeah. and the key, and like, honestly, or even, even, okay, imagine, imagine it was a future person. And you have Moses there being like, what's the keys to life? And he's like, I don't know, don't steal. Maybe he was the first abduct, maybe Moses was the first abductee. He was gone for 40 days. Right, and maybe the, the tablets. the first guy they found. Maybe the, the Ten Commandments was just like him being like, like give me advice he's like i don't know if you do if you like the 10 commandments like if you look at them you're like it's not a bad way to live your life like honestly That's, like, those are just, just like, like the common rules of just common life. rules yeah. like just being not being an asshole right so it's like to me it's like when you look thou at those shall things, not like, be an asshole so yeah they give the 10 commandments thou shalt not kill and then they wipe out an entire city but that's the name of god though, it's their magic box if god tells oh, you it's different. Of god, it's different yeah it's different obviously I mean, all the stories yeah. are like that. My God yeah. says I can kill your people. It's holy for me. But but God's an alien, right? So God, so the alien says okay. The alien says it's okay. Well, I don't th- to kill people again, in the alien's I, name. Dan, you're you're taking you're taking this too far. I don't believe the aliens <laughs> are saying this is okay. What I'm saying is like they're coming down. <laughs> taking it too far. You're taking it too far, too Dan. Far, Dan. Uh, the yeah. I don't think the aliens are like taking so, these make believe stories way too far. I don't, way I don't too think far. the aliens would come down and say like, "Hey, listen, uh, I want you to go and kill this group." I believe that if they came down and said they gave these advice, people would be like, "You know, he talked to aliens. I talked to aliens. That where I talked to God, and the gods, and then that gets." Misconstrued until people taking it for probably like it's God's will that we take over. And we're going to destroy you because that's what they want. And it's like, that was never said. Like, thou shalt not kill. Whoa, whoa. whoa. Like, using it for their like, own purposes. We're doing that for personal gain. That was never what we were told by these gods. Right. ETs. ETs. He's not so, from here. Unless they wanted to watch. Like, maybe this was entertaining for them. They're like, yeah, sack the city. It's all a, it's all a science experiment. Let's give these ants a magical box. Made for some good intergalactic TV. Give us a box that electrocutes people and see what we do with it. Yeah. Treat it as we would treat it as this mythical device. They because they would wrap it up, they'd put it away in the special tent. And if anyone if you went in and you touched it at the wrong time, you get vaporized. Well, like, I don't know. Maybe like what if what if that fucking rod or whatever is like <laughs> fucking radioactive, right? That's in there. Rod's and radioactive. Like, the same thing that Homer Simpson's itching his back with. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. Like they just don't know. They think it has some power, but like you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to see it. You wouldn't know, right? You would go there and you'd be like, "Hey, I'm fine," and then you'd be like, "My face is melting," right? <laughs> like, uh, and you would be all these like t- 
terrible biblical things. And if it was open and just irradiating around, you would have all these people getting super fucking sick, getting tumors, like getting fucked up. Anyone going in there be dead. You know what I mean? Like if, if it's something like that, like that, to be honest, to me, that's what fits this story is that it was something irradiated. I don't know how, I don't know why. Um, my brain, because I'm drunk, goes to like, maybe it's something we're doing now and it's <laughs> fucking up in the past, right? Like maybe some of these nuclear meltdowns and stuff has has we're in a t- bigger time impacts loop. through time than we know. It's bringing it back to the flux capacitors. Right, and it's saying. sending these, it. it's irradiating objects through time. Or, I, okay, wait, I, 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 got, I gotta ask, I gotta ask then. I gotta, I gotta continue with this theory then. So Moses comes down after 40 days talking to God, the alien. He has this yeah. plans for this box. He gives it to this builder who builds the box where does the where do you get the radioactive staff and stuff where does all that come from well whatever's in it whatever you're containing in the box yeah but you have to oh, we already said that the tablets were made the tablets of the ten commandments were made of pure uranium oh so pure okay uranium. Yeah. so yeah from chernobyl so there's the box like the instructions they give on the box are very elementary they're not the right they just they just wrote down what they thought it was but it's really a device for capture. Like it's harnessing nuclear, like fission. energy. Maybe it's, it's like a nuclear yeah. reactor. Maybe. That's where the energy but, comes yeah, from. But that's that's not how nuclear reactors work. Yeah, steam, maybe it was filled maybe. with water. I, even that, maybe is like I don't know. You had you had the you had the rock. <laughs> There's still like you need like turbines. You need like turbines. We don't know. We haven't found it. Dan, space. Dan, you're trying. You you're trying to understand I, I alien technology. Steam tower for four years. I know that yeah, but this steam engine. This, this is alien space technology. Steam. Steam. Space this is space steam. Space steam. You don't Dan. understand. Yeah, you don't. You don't they've get never. It. They've never written Come books on. on this technology, Dan. So you haven't read about it. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna write a book just to spite you, fucks. Like, I swear to God, one day I'm gonna write a book. Yeah, it's not gonna be a fucking space book. I hope Is it gonna be called "My Friends Are Idiots"? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but no, my friends are space idiots. That's it. Yeah, that's home. <laughs> I don't know. Dan, okay, Dan, what do you think it was? What What's the Ark of the Covenant? Box. What's your best? Cool box. It's a cool fucking box. How to park the river? So how does it get to all the stories then? Like, is there nothing about it? Oh, there's a lot of stories. I mean, there's plenty of stories about stuff about all kinds of weird shit, not just in Western mythology, but Eastern mythology. Like, there's plenty of stuff. Did Hercules fucking? Whoa, Hercules. Part the. Yeah, I'm saying it's a legend too. Like, does he have the Ark of the Covenant? Are you going to take the entire Bible literally? Are we are we inter- are we interpreting the Bible literally? Or are we gonna make? Or if you believe it's real, if that's the case, this if we're gonna take the Bible literally, this whole thing is based around the fact that uh, God gave Moses instructions to build this fucking ark a year after the mass exodus, where whatever two point five or whatever million Israelites uh, had to leave. Well, we know for a fucking fact that never happened. There was no exodus. No mass exodus. That's not a thing. Least. That never happened. Yeah, archaeological records do kind of show like the the rise of kind of the Israelites. Their you know their culture pretty much came between like kind of weird little like exchange between the both the Canaanites and the Egyptians. Like you see a lot of melding of the both the cultures. Like you see a melding of like the Canaanite god El with Yahweh. Like a lot of the qualities of both Osiris and those ones. The religions kind of melded into one little weird. Well, not weird, but now one of the most prolific religions in the world. 
So it's like, it wouldn't be weird. And, and like I mentioned before, the Ark itself seems to be based on an Egyptian traditional, like a, a traditional, I guess it's same kind of influences, Chthonic, whatever, like after it has to do with the afterlife, fertility, worship, communication with the gods, like it's the same thing. So it could have just been something that they built just based on the fact that it's like, we've seen this before. It's just an evolution. It's just kind of, becomes that thing we do know that the a lot of the a lot of stuff that we know about christianity like evolved out of like the a lot of it was preserved or old christianity was received in greek texts mm-hmm. we know that the canaanites and the egyptians had a large influence on the phoenicians phoenicians had a large influence on the greek culture itself and roman culture and things like that it's good. So it's now you have the and, whole and we'll, kind of this thing going on it's right just, we've, we've talked to freddie silva who basically is like christianity was just all made up for power <laughs> like, <right>? like <laughs> it, was, it was drummed up at a time manipulating various other stories to make a new religion um but like that doesn't ex- still explain like does these stories of the ark do any hold true is is there some mystery that, to this that, that depends on if you want to interpret the bible literally so I mean, you have to have a lot of evidence that lines up from the Bible with things. There are places in the Bible that are actual places that existed. Do the things that happened in the Bible not happen? Do we know if they actually happened? Some of them we found like are real events. Like we found Jericho, real place. It's real. The fort real, itself real like, person, it does too. exist. It's also a real person. Mm. A bit Did of you drink that whole bottle of wine? No. Oh boy. You're a fucking animal, dude. No. He's healing his Achilles right now. What he's doing. Oh, yeah, no, it's Achilles. 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 It's Achilles. With this wine, I shall be healed. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it works, it works in the Bible. We're taking it literally, like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, but it's white wine. You're, you're, it's white wine. You're doing Help it wrong. Help me, Jesus. <laughs> okay, so I, I, I'm going with it's a. It's an electrical capacitor for whatever reason. I'm not sure. Braden says it's a nuclear something. Dan says it's. Just part it's of bullshit. It's part of history. Who knows what it it's is? A strange, Andrew, yeah, it's a cool part of history. Strange box influence with Egyptian influences. Yeah. Andrew, what do you think? I absolutely think that it existed at some point. And I also think that it was a fancy looking box. I got talked up into having this magical fucking history and past and, and now be studied by nobody. Top man. Like I was saying, like, the, you know, like top the exodus man. from Egypt never fucking, that didn't happen. That's been disproven. And that's the whole reason for this thing to be created. Not the mass exodus, at least. It might, there might have been people, yeah. you know, chased yeah, They claimed, they said yeah. it was something like 600,000 men is what they said. Oh. They said 600,000 men. That's only counting the men. So then you got to take in the women and children as well. That's a lot of that's people. That's a mass exodus. For, for that, for that time period, 600,000 people would be like the biggest city on earth. <laughs> Well, exactly. Right. And so we're, you know, so we know that that didn't happen. So that makes me, you know, I believe it or not, I'm not sure, you know, that book is very factual. Maybe this part isn't so factual. <laughs> to, to Andrew's point, and maybe it was like a gradual exodus. Maybe it was something that was more like over migration or something yeah. like, well, yeah, you had a migration of the people who eventually kind of congregated to the evolve, you know, at that time, the very young Jewish, you know, early Christian, whatever you want to call it, Old Testament faith. Like maybe they were starting to come into their own. Like they're moving out of Egypt. They were all this, whatever, whatever was going on. Uh, Canaanites and I think Egyptians were still kind of fighting, but maybe there was a kind of thing that just went on and it just grew up out of that 
So what am I, I, I take it all back. I'm fucking blown smoke. Hmm. It's in Washington, D.C. It's being studied by top men. I just told you guys. No. You just fucking know that. this. Yeah, just yeah I said, said it before. It it's being studied by top men. Don't worry brought about that it. Up. He brought that up. did, <laughs> did bring it That's... up. It's in a warehouse with tons of these fucking wooden crates. God damn it. That's getting too real. Let's God be honest. Damn it. It's in Washington, D.C. We know it. Studied by Even though it belongs to a museum. We do know it belongs to a museum. Definitely. It does. It belongs in a museum. Okay, well, I mean, the Ark of the Covenant is one of the most talked about ancient religious artifacts. So it obviously comes with many myths and theories. And so obviously we can't, we can't touch on them all and it's never been found. So until, until someone really digs it up, you can take a picture and, or someone gets their face melted from it when they know that the first guy digs it up, he digs into the ground with a shovel. He hits like the one right in the, right in the middle of the wing and then boom, he gets a, just explodes. explodes. (laughs) Yeah. Oh shit! What this hell? What the hell happened? It's there? real. Yeah. It's yeah. all real. It works. <laughs> Until then, we won't know. But it's a cool topic. Uh, there's more more to look look into. So hashtag look it up. Uh, fire up the randomatron. You got it. Printing out. Oh, what is that? What is this? Is this a single piece of spice news? Damn right. Uh, single piece of space news. There, you know what? There hasn't been a lot in the space news front, um, but this is huge. The first time ever, ever. Um, SpaceX launched astronauts to the ISS using a recycled rocket. Um, this is a, this is a huge step because this r- now proves that like the cost of sending, being able to reuse these rockets is going to drop the cost of going to space exponentially. Well, not to mention we're making Captain Planet pretty fucking happy with that shit. Yeah. Yeah, recycling, reusing. Reduce, reduce, re- recycle, right? And every time we send people up there, they're freaking, you know, we're less than the amount of people on Earth. So it's it's a, it's a win, win, win. So um, they launched uh, from the Kennedy Space Center in Florida at 949 UTC. I don't know. What's UTC? That's 549 a.m. Eastern time. Um. With four astronauts from Universal three- Time, come on, Central. man! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, four astronauts from three countries on crew two uh, now making their way to the one and only International Space Station. Um, but you know, like that—that's huge. Like this is this is huge. Um, as far as rockets go, like ro- like reusing rockets, this is huge. Like the first time humans have been transported on a reused rocket, but also the first time 11 humans have been aboard the ISS at the same it's, time. So when they, when they were driving out to the launch pad, they were in three white Teslas and the license plates were uh, recycle, reuse and reduce. <laughs> reduce, right? reuse, recycle. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, so pretty cool. Um, that's like some action in space. News. So like, this is we're seeing milestones now in our lifetime where we're just going to continually continually see you know the limits of what we can do and how fast we can achieve getting people up to space uh, it's going to start growing exponentially it's going to be it's crazy time 
Uh, if you haven't already bought some public holdings of some space companies, here's your chance. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't financial advice, but I mean, there's a couple coming. Uh, get in now because when this shit starts popping off, uh, it's going to be big. Yeah, big government contracts involved. And by the time you're listening to this, the eleven aboard the spacecraft will be diminished by four because on April 28th they'll be they execute them. Yeah, they just yes. They put him. They're gonna space them. They put him in the airlock <laughs> for space cues. Yeah. They put him in the airlock and just launch him out in the space. Launch like, him out. See you later. <laughs> well, see you later. Big gulps, huh? <laughs> no, but well, they're returning right. returning four uh four people back from the space station. Then so hope for a now, nice return mission. That's it for space news. Uh, did I see it printed out something else as well? I think so. All right. Um, so at the beginning of these things, like we say, you know, happens to a friend of a friend of a friend of mine, but I'm going to say it in the first person. Persian. 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 the first person. All right. So this certain call comes in as a man down. Setting late night, almost early morning. Gotcha. Pitch black. Man down, undisclosed alley, small town in a interior province somewhere. I don't know. That 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 would probably sound like a decent description. Like Okanagan, well, maybe. Just, why don't we just call it Kelowna, where you guys live? Just for ease. That's fair. I mean, that, that'll that probably help me paint the picture the best. The, the best, so the best place in the really, interior. Yeah, so we don't really get a good description of this. We just get a man down. But so again, so this alley. isn't you, just because I'm a little confused. This no, isn't you me. or not. It's not Kelowna. It's not Kelowna. Yeah, it's yeah. not me. Yeah, it's your friend. It's not Kelowna. It's not me. I'm just in trying a place to paint a that's picture. Very similar to Kelowna. Yeah, just trying to paint yeah. a picture. Okay, perfect. So we get this man down. Picture Call paint. comes in from a passerby, which means somebody who drives past sees something fucked up. Is like, nah, you know what? That looks weird. I don't want to get out of my car. I'm just gonna call nine one one and keeps going. <laughs> Happens a lot. It's very unfortunate. So we pull up to the scene. Flashlights out because, like I'm saying, pitch black. Can't really see anything, but you can hear this gurgling and this cracking and popping sound and you're just like ah that doesn't sound normal maybe there's a fucking raking in a garbage can or something but like maybe let's go towards (laughs) that so flashlights out our friend or friends a little bit of pussy just like me he's a little bit scared it's creepy it's It's too dark and on his approach he looks down behind this dumpster and he sees what looks like you know middle-aged man actively seizing so okay you know we have a call here so get down right away support the man's head so it's not thrash around hitting the ground. And I asked my partner right away. I'm like, you know, we need an O2 saturation level, like blood oxygen levels. We need to get one of those right away. We need to make sure this guy's getting adequate oxygenation. Uh, let's rip off a set of vitals. And as we're doing this, like many of these calls, the fire department shows up. And they come in rolling behind us. Perfect. My partner's getting vitals. I'm supporting this man's head. And I asked, I asked one of the fire firefighters. I'm like, hey, can you come over and take over for me? I need to, you know, get a blood sugar on this guy. I want to find out what's going on. Is this a drug-induced seizure or, you know, like we need to figure out what the hell's going on because it's pitch black. We have no idea. So, you know, the fire department, the firefighter that's holding the gentleman's head is like, can you hear that? And I'm like, yeah, like it's like crunching and this crunching keeps getting louder and louder and louder. And like, it's just super eerie sound and you couldn't really feel it, you know, figure it out. And you're sitting there with your flashlight, you know, doing a quick once over. And all of a sudden, you you look up, and the patient 
has his hand in his mouth as he's seizing. And the crunching that we hear? Mm, no. Are the crunching no. of his fingers. No! And the fire the firefighter kind of panics for a second. And he's like, he's, he's chewing on his fingers. And he grabs the patient's hand and pulls on his hand as hard as he can. No. And as he pulls on this gentleman's hand, all that comes out are two degloved fingers. The rest gone. So he chewed through. Just munched him down. Two of his fingers. All that were left were his fucking pinky, whatever the fucking finger beside the pinky's called, ring finger, ring finger. and thumb. And those two fingers were completely degloved. Now, if you don't know what degloved means, it means it's been stripped of all tissue, muscle, everything, down to the bone. The two other fingers, the middle finger, the pointer finger, gone. We had to rush this gentleman to the hospital where they did x-rays on him to see, and he did, in fact, swallow his fingers. Because <sighs> he was seizing the, so hard, he was chewing his fingers. And the problem was, is his doctor prescribed him midazolam, but it was an oral version of it. So it's a sedative, and he pumped the sedative into his mouth. Passed and they say you're supposed to rub it into your gums. Oh, he passed to help out. you absorb it. Oh no! And I guess he started seizing while it was happening. Oh man, it was like I'm telling you right now, sounded like somebody was just chewing on lifesavers. <laughs> and you just like you didn't think you know you're like that's a really weird sound, but we need to maintain like check the vitals. We need to make sure this guy's airways open, and you're just doing your little like. The last thing that you fucking could pop in your mind is the fact that this dude's just chomping through fucking bone. Oh, it was awful. No kidding. I do believe that they actually salvaged one of the fingers, though. Like from his stomach? Don't quote me on it. Don't quote me on it. We won't quote you. I'll have to consult with a friend. Oh, I'm going to follow up. Let's just pretend uh, he, he got one of his fingers back for a happy story <laughs> yeah, ending. I'd hope so. For his sake, I'd hope so. Because in the back of the ambulance... When he did, so at, following a seizure, there is this, there is this period, it's called a postictal period, right? Where you basically like, you get basically like you're resetting, you know, you reset your computer and it takes a little bit to boot back up, right? So there's that weird period where it's loading and it's not working completely. And that's basically like your brain is resetting and it's loading. So you're going through this period where you're completely confused and a lot of people become agitated and violent during the postictal period. So he had that in the back. The ambulance thrashing around with only fucking three fingers left. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you see him look at his hand. He's like, what the fuck happened to my hand? And you're like, okay, he's out of the postictal period. He knows Whoa. now that he's lost. Yeah, it was awful. Absolutely fucking awful. And that's the worst. Yeah. Never forget that sound. My friend told me. Yeah. No. And that's it. Ugh. Awful. The gloved hand. Don't Google it. Don't. Yeah, no, Google it. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah, also or don't Google ever it. Google ring avulsion. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what that's what it is. Yeah, but that's yeah. like, that's terrifying. When someone was like, yeah. when I was like, oh yeah, you can't, like, when you're working out, take off any rings. You get ring avulsion. I was like, what's ring avulsion? They're like, you don't want it and don't look it up. And of course I was like, <laughs> They showed this picture when I was a machinist. Mate. Look it They're up like, you're working like, around machinery, don't wear rings. Oh my God, dude. I've never forgot. I watched a video of a dude getting pulled into one of those machines oh. once. I'm fucking, I can never forget it. Awful, man. Oh, yep. Yeah. All right. Anyhow. Moving on to a little, uh, a little more positive news. 
this week's theorite of the week. It's tough to knock off the champ sometimes, you know. Some every once in a while, every once in a while, someone hey. comes along and they just and fucking, someone makes it undeniable. Like every now and then, there's a person that makes it undeniable. Don't be jealous. Just up your game. Just not because he's blowing you guys away. Not just he is. He's blowing everybody not just away. Undeniable in one sense. Undeniable in this guy is just putting up gold left and right all day long, every day. It's insane. So we got to give a two-time theorite of the week. To actually, two times in three weeks. Which has never happened Which before. Is unheard of. Never happened before. Dude. To Brendan Burmeister. He's unreal. Listen, he's he's so on it. This guy is so on it that he must be listening live and he's already made a cover to all my friends are space idiots and posted <laughs> it on the Facebook group. Like I wouldn't and be it's hilarious. Like it's perfect. <laughs> They're all on point. They all have meaning. They're all hilarious. The guy's fucking on fire. Yeah, it's a uh, tough to knock off the champ sometimes. So if if you're uh, if you have not seen his work, you got to head over to the Facebook group, search for Alien Theorist. That Theorizing. Rocky one, mm. that Rocky one with Dan, phenomenal. Some oh. good shit, man. Fucking phenomenal. Ride with Mister Magoo, unreal. The guy's fucking great. He's yeah, great. We got to get the guy's Instagram handle and uh, post some of the stuff on Instagram as content because some of it is just so good. And give him credit on there. It's it's just amazing. So, Brandon Burmeister, Theory of the Week. Two-time. Welcome to the two-time club. We appreciate it. It's just gold. Uh, everyone else, step your game up. I mean, there's other... Every, a lot of people are doing a great job, but some people just, you know, stand head and shoulders sometimes above. You, yeah. yeah. You got you to gotta beat the best. Just like the running challenge, you got to beat Mr. Zeitgeist. It's impossible. <laughs> He's got 400... Although, one of my favorite... You know, it was a, a Brendan meme of uh, Saved by the Zell, where you're all the characters. I'm all the Saved characters. The yeah. But then some someone mentioned uh, uh, Stephen Estep was like Zelly Kaposki is hard. <laughs> <laughs> Zelly Kaposki, amazing. <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck, that's funny, man." I was like, mm. "I've had some." I when the Facebook group started, I was I thought it was a toss, toxic cesspool, and I wanted nothing to do with it, and I openly commented on the show how much I hated it. Uh, I was like, I hate Facebook. I hate the group. It's a toxic wasteland. We had to make rules because people were being fucking assholes to each other. Non-fucking-stop. It was unbelievable. And like this last year, we've seen a huge shift to where it's just turned into this place of comedy where everyone's banded together to roast us as much as possible and try to hurt don't our feelings. Stop. Uh, don't ever stop. stop. It's excellent. Don't I love ever it. stop. It may be now, as far as Facebook goes, the most positive place on Facebook because <laughs> the yeah. rest is pretty bad. So Oof. Facebook is just insane. But our personal group, our private group, you can't just, you got to be accepted through our Facebook page is amazing now. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's hilarious. Inbox isn't always a friendly place, but that's the way she should. I mean, that's yeah. this part of being a public show. Like, you, you know, shit, shit yeah, happens. Apparently. No big deal. Yeah. All right. Uh, just before I do th- patrons this week, Song of the Week is now postponed again, and I'll tell you why right now. Yeah, it's, it's fucked up. We thought we had a great thing going, but we po- like you post a song, and it turns out if you're not... Because uh, podcasts on Spotify are free. Like Just like any podcast player, you download... Spotify, you use it as a podcast player. It's, you can download. It's all free. No problems. But as soon as we attached, like you embed the Spotify song, as soon as you do that, 
if you're a free user of Spotify, you no longer can download the pod. And that was not the goal. So uh, band of the week, song of the week is being postponed. It'll come back again as a different form. Maybe it's own like a separate, like a, sep- like a once a month, like do like a music of the month. Like I- I'm not sure yet, but uh, we're going to, we're going to work on it because we, we can't do that. The whole point, yeah. the whole point of joining Spotify is to keep it free and accessible anytime, anywhere. So uh, that's not going to, that's not going to fly, but. And, and we want to use our Im- immense fame <laughs> and uh, cultural influence to uh, help out uh, smaller bands and, and, and pods and stuff. So uh, our, immense fame. our immense fame, our A-list level yeah. uh, influence to, uh, you know, a rising tide rises all ships G-list yeah if you we're trying we're trying to get some independent <laughs> artists a couple thousand streams <laughs> didn't work out yeah. no, that's yeah. all right we'll, we uh, we'll, get, we'll, we'll figure out another way but. we will get it back all right if you're not supporting the show and you want to get early access bonus stuff live streams all the other goodies head over to patreon.com what's that dan the rompon fan pick poll and pick poll for $10 or more. Head over to patreon.com slash alien theorist podcast or more easily find the link in the podcast description. You can't miss it. This week's Patreon supporters are another reason this guy's this guy's posting gold and a full year pledge by Brendan Burmeister. Woo! <laughs> Travis <laughs> Hamath. Oliver Leedon. Dude! He, hold on. He was also our 700th Patreon. Was he? <laughs> 700 Patreons? Yeah, yeah, 700. Well, wait. Holy just, fuck. Just wait for the end of the month. There's always an exodus. Just like uh, Moses and the Israelites. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> yeah. We'll see above 40 Patreoners yeah, we, take a march. 600,000. You see about a 5 to 10% drop every month in the end. Uh, Oliver, Oliver Lehman. No, Leadman. No, Lee Dom. My bad. Tim Friedman. Coleman Stewart. A full year pledge by Antonio Reza. Carol Bradley. Ellie Wednesday. Luke Wickens. Finn Lambden. Unauthorized Cinnamon. What's authorized Cinnamon? Yeah. And... Lyndon Shepard went up in their pledge to $10 join the Ron Pond tier. We appreciate it. And as we always say at the end of these things, keep those eyes on the skies. See you in after hours. Peace. Ramadan Mubarak.